Amanda Tierra from Indianapolis, Indiana, and you're listening to Johnny Zebro's Fantasy Football Podcast. Check it out. What's good? What's good? It's your boy DJ Avo, and this is the Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 83. Let's go! He said, Don't F it up before we went live, and we can always count on Avo to do it. What's good, Brodies and Bays? This is the Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 73. This is where you come for your fantasy football needs and chop it up about the latest NFL news. I am Dynasty Bro Die here with my co bro. You got Dynasty Bro Vic. What's up, everybody? Hey, what's up, DJ Avo? You all right? I'm good. I'm good. Excited. Right, I, I, I see. I see the guests coming back. You know, yeah. from the little blurriness. I can see your <laughs> face. What's going on? Oh, there we yeah, go. There look, we go. There we look, go. There we go. Look, <laughs> we got some fire guests tonight, man. Look, we got. I don't know how y'all see me pointing, but we got Andrew and Unicorn from the Fantasy French Podcast. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. Excited to be here, guys. Yeah. Thanks for having us on. We really appreciate this. Oh, no doubt, man. Honestly, some of our best reviews are when we have guests on, man. They like to they like to hear other opinions. Like they like ours, but when we bring some other people in and get to shed some more light, they really enjoy that, man. So I somebody hey, already wrote something cool. Hey, shout out to LQ. Shout out to the real deal. Shout out to the wolf pack. I don't know. Midnight. Okay, that's that All right. So we have a fire episode and like we always do with our guests, we're going to get into your fantasy resume, real life resume for football. So I'm excited about those. We also have the Hood TMZ with Dynasty Bro Vic. That's a staple uh, amongst us community people. And we have a fire main topic today. We're going into the Dynasty Misses, man. I know I missed for a couple of guys that if you had on your team, they probably helped you out more than... They, they would so, but uh, I know everybody else got two, and I'm excited about that. And then we'll end with the closing, like we always do. So, sorry, I just talked a whole lot, and I just got myself out of breath. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this is what we're gonna do, Vic. Unless you have anything you want to jump on right now, I'm gonna ask them to introduce themselves one by one, and you know, and we'll start from there. Is that cool? That's cool, bro. Hey, we try to cover this in five minutes or less for, for each person. So we give you guys five minutes, ladies and gents, five minutes. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to hear these football resumes. Yeah, and right before we jump into the resume, you guys can double team this or we can go ladies first. You can go and then Andrew, you can go. Tell the good people about yourself, man, about your podcast, what you guys do. Let's get that real quick. All right, I'm going to go first so I can get over with. Um, <laughs> I, I promise I'm not going to be five minutes. But um yeah, so we have the Fantasy French podcast. Um, this is our first season doing it together. And, um, you know, Andrew's been doing it a little longer than me with uh, another buddy and stuff. But this is my first season jumping in. I've been playing fantasy football for a few years. But um, this is my first season kind of getting into, you know, a little deeper analysis and content creating and all that type of stuff. Um, as far as my football resume, surprisingly, I, I haven't played football um yet but i'm waiting for my moment you know yeah, um, she keeps on asking the cardinals to call her up so. listen oh, Lord. One, of these days, one of these days i'm gonna be a walk-on like i feel like i i'd have some major linebacker type of skills <laughs> linebacker um, all right listen, bet, bet. you don't know watch i'll make i'll make hey, i'll make I'm a here video let's go. post it you're not making a video <laughs> <laughs> so andrew uh, yeah i got a question yeah 
Is she emailing the team trying to get on a squad? Is she really oh, finding numbers, contacts? Yeah, yeah, they text. Me, me and Cliff, we go way back, you know, and I'll, I'll just hit them up every once in a while. <laughs> My moment's coming, all right? I'm not mad at that. It's it's all up here. You gotta believe. That's what my mama told me. It's yeah. true. <laughs> and my uh, my football resume, actually, uh, real life is about the same. I played only up until like ninth grade, and then I was out after that. I'm I'm a pretty uh, you know short guy, so it doesn't help out. You know, when I was in high school, actually, I was only like five foot flat. I'm five, almost five eleven now, but. I was a I was a late bloomer for sure. So I I was just getting uh, knocked around on the football field in ninth grade. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm done. <laughs> okay, but, okay. Before you go to fantasy, what position did you play? Like even yeah, in like played, middle school? Uh, I, yeah, in in middle school, I played a little bit of safety and a little bit of corner. Okay. Uh oh. See. Yeah. Uh, he'll lock you up, Vic. Hey, I'm I'm humble now as a you know 31 year old man. So I'm gonna say I don't know. I'm just you know I'm trying I'm trying to let the ego go. Wait, before we move on one more time, are you really humble if you say you have good good as hands as these NFL players in Madden? That doesn't no. sound like a humble statement. No. I said my hands are, are 83 on Madden. I'm standing by that. I'm sticking by that. They were to create me on Madden. I have 83 hands off top. Do you remember a couple of names that had 83 hands, Vic? Do you, do you remember a couple of the names off top? Eric Ebron. Paris Campbell. Uh, yeah. Hey, it is what it is, man. Facilities up the street. <laughs> All right, Andrew and Unicorn. That's a humble guy above you guys. All right. So let's get, let's, let's get, it, let's get into your fantasy resume, Andrew. Yeah. What is it like? So, yeah, fantasy, uh, I've been playing for years. I, I went – um, all the way back when I was younger, sixth grade, pretty much I started with my father's league and everything. So I, I started almost on paper, you know, I would go to the library and count all the uh, stats up myself and everything that way. Man. Cause they didn't have ESPN or they might've had it at the time, but my father's league didn't play it. So I would just count up all the stats manually. Um, I started podcasting Oh my, probably like two years ago, but it was always hit and miss. Like I had a guy that I would do it with and then we would go for a week and then I wouldn't hear from him for a month. So he was very inconsistent. I stopped after like two months of it, started up again about a year ago and it happened again with a different guy. And so I just gave up until I asked the unicorn to be part of my podcast and we've been running strong since September. So not too long, but we're going to keep going. I, I'm having a lot of fun with it. So, And I love being able to guest on other people's podcasts and have mm -hmm. other people on our podcast. So, yeah. Okay, I got a question for both of you guys before we wrap up. All right. You've been playing for a long time, Andrew, so your your scale's a little slanted. But how many championships you guys got in the years you've been playing? Do you know off top? Guesses? I know I haven't had as many, obviously. Yeah. Um, I've probably had, I don't know, probably like 13. Man, but then that's in, multiple, guy, that's in like multiple leagues, though. It's annoying. You know? It's so, really annoying. I'm good at making the playoffs, but after that, it's any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need some luck game. on your side the last three weeks, man. I get yeah. it. I get it. That, that, and, that's what it takes. It takes luck. And, 
And one more question. How many leagues do you guys play in? Because me and Vic, we indulge every two. Um, I, I think you try to keep it lower than me. Right? I do. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> just because he, he feels like, and I, I kind of agree, but he feels like, you know, if you're in like a whole bunch of different leagues, you're not keeping up in the league chats and you're not staying connected with people and this and that. Um, I kind of suck at staying involved in the league chats anyway, um, <laughs> or any group chats, but I still like doing it. So I'd say my number is probably more around 10. Yeah. And you're probably Ooh. closer to like five. Yeah. I, I played in multiple leagues a couple years ago. I was in like 17 leagues and it was just insane. I couldn't keep up and whatnot. And it, I feel like it hurt the other uh, dynasty leagues that I was in because yeah. I feel like dynasty leagues are so important for communication, like constant communication. I have one that's, <laughs> that's going about six years now. And it's that chat is lit every day. Every day people are talking constantly. And that's, you know, my favorite league because of that. And you can't do that when you're spread across so many leagues. So I try now to keep it at five. If I get into multiple leagues now, it'll be like best ball league. So I don't have to worry about it once I draft them done. That's true though. Like I can attest, I do. Um, I, I will mix up my leagues a lot and think like I started somebody in one league where I actually was a different one or think I have this person on my bench. <laughs> like yeah. I really yeah. do that shit all the time. But um yeah, working on it. Okay. Vic, how many leagues you in, Mr. Uh man, this is my last one I'm joining. Man, I just got another <laughs> league today. <laughs> how many hey, how many leagues you in, Vic? <laughs> Come on. Hey, shout out to the Boosie drop and shout out to the pandemic because these are uh, some quarantine <laughs> leagues, but oh, I'm in like, yeah, I'm in like 25. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's crazy. 25 leagues. How do you keep up with 25 leagues, honestly? Hey. Oh. Well, most of them are on sleepers, so that helps, but clearly I'm trying yeah. to, you know, earn a salary off all these leagues. <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh, yeah, I definitely know my limit. And believe it or not, um, this year taught me my max limit. It's still going to sound crazy, but I would say 20. That's that's my max. Man, 20. I think that's, that's fair. That's a lot. I'm mad at that's it. It's too much to keep up with. Man. It's fun. Hey, hey, you got more, more chances to win, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. True, that's true. And, and I still only brought home one championship this year. <laughs> well, this was a tough year. That, that would almost make yeah. you quit, huh? Man, like, thought about well, it. One out of twenty. <laughs> that, that's a that's a this little year. Hit. This year just meant your team was too good, bro. Maybe you had Christian and Saquon. And I, I did Thomas. have Saquon yeah, in the dynasty. <laughs> that's horrible. That's true. That's true. I do got a team with Lamar Jackson and one on one, so I'll take that all day long. So yeah, oh, yeah. it was definitely a weird year, but. Yeah. Hey, I got a question we haven't asked. Probably the most important question. Where does the nickname Unicorn comes from? Touche. That is a good question. I have yet to be asked that, actually. But um, so it's it's actually not super football related. But what happened was, so when I was deciding back in September, like I was going to get on Twitter because we were, oh, gosh, I'm disappearing again. But um, when Unicorn I was like. Magic. <laughs> When we were like, okay, I'm going to get on Twitter because I'm going to be doing this podcast thing or whatever. I was trying to think of, you know, what, what my name was going to be because I didn't want to use my real name for a couple of reasons. One, because um, I'm an elementary teacher 
and my kids have this really sneaky way of like finding me on social media. And then I have to be careful about what I'm putting out. And I was like, no, I don't want to have to deal with that. So I wanted something that like wasn't my real name, but also my real name is just really hard for people to even pronounce. And so I was just like, I'm just going to stay away from that. So um, my kids at school, they they know that I love unicorns and they always call me a unicorn teacher and this and that. So I just was like, I'll be the, the fantasy unicorn. <laughs> hey, that's dope. And shout out to you for preparing the future leaders of, of tomorrow. So, hey, my hat's off. A lot of respect so for all the teachers. All right. I got to ask you too, Andrew. Where does the name Andrew come from? How do you get a name like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder where that came from. I, I... <laughs> Well, my real name, Daniel, I got about 15. I was like, I don't like it. <laughs> Went downtown. <laughs> Went downtown. <laughs> to the courthouse. <laughs> so we, we got country Indiana accent. <laughs> oh, my God. That killed me. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. All right. Hey, thank you guys for your resumes, man. And, hey. <laughs> Appreciate y'all for sticking through y'all leagues, making it through this pandemic season, and good luck into next season in advance. So, telling y'all that right now. All right. No doubt, no doubt. All right, Dynasty Bro Vic, I'm ready to hear what you have prepared for us, man. Are you ready to deliver the goods? All right, I'm ready, man. Hey, so this is what's the word? This is the news segment. This is where I do half-ass research to see what's going on, <laughs> and, and then we just talk about it. We give our opinion on it. So it's a safe space. It's the bros. So that, that's and he will recite his sources. You know, he'll <laughs> he'll claim he found this out on his own. Good yeah. job, Vic. Shout out to Google. Shout out to Wikipedia. All that good stuff. Hey, Shut Wikipedia up. is a valid source, by the way. I don't care what nobody says. Hey, bro, I no. can go. I can go in there right now and change Michael Jordan's age if I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Shout out like to thought about. Yeah. Shout out to plagiarism. <laughs> <laughs> we got a teacher on, bro. You can't say that. Oh man, I forgot. Sorry. Come Big recycling sources, man. All right, all right. So of course, if you guys don't know, my brother DJ Avo, he's a baseball guy. So we do try to mix in some baseball news every once in a while. Um, but I, so at least with this report, I do want to announce Hank Aaron, the great legend. He did pass recently. Um, I just want to call that out. Just pay my respects. Arguably the greatest baseball player. I'm going to ask Avo, is he the best baseball player ever? Uh, no, nah, but he's one of them for sure. Okay, one for of the greatest. Sure. Yeah, easy. I was just looking over his stats the other day. I was like, wow, he was really great. And he never necessarily played to like the greatest of levels, but yet played so long. It's just greatness. Just and in such in a terrible time, you know, in the worst, one of the worst times, clearly. Yeah, just one of the worst times. Like, I can't imagine, honestly, how how much pressure would be on you when you're about to, like, get uh, over Babe Ruth and then you're getting multiple death threats or you have the KKK walking by your house constantly. Like, no, <laughs> that's yeah, horrible. that's absolutely horrible. It's the worst. That's that's a good point. Man, I thought Abel was going to say he was the greatest baseball player ever. I thought we were no, going to be You know, I don't lie. He better than Babe, but I ain't, I ain't about to lie to you. All right, man. I was ready to get Babe Roof out of here, Mickey Mano out of here. Those are the only other names I know. We're going to leave Mickey alone. We're <laughs> okay. going to leave Mickey alone. 
You're going to leave Mickey alone. Oh, my gosh. You say anything about a Yankee, Avo's not playing with you. <laughs> but the babe can go. The babe can go. It's cool. He can get. <laughs> All right. We're going to switch it back to football. I don't know if you guys saw, but breaking news, Adam Schefter, you know, he's like, I don't know how he gets all these sources and stuff. He's the man at the end of the day. We all know that he's plugged, but it sounds like the Lions and Matt Stafford have agreed to part ways. Um, so I'm sure that news will drop soon, officially, most likely probably in the summer, um, if not sooner. But how do you guys feel about that? Um, do you guys see any potential teams he could land on after the Lions? I was thinking Denver. Denver. Yeah, why why so? Like well, maybe I'm just hoping. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Denver I mean, would be they could great. use it. Oh my. I just hope wow. he stays out of the NFC West. Wow. I don't want him going to San Francisco. Andrew, you don't want him going where? San Francisco. Okay. Yeah. I want him to just stay out of the NFC West. We we have enough good teams over there, <laughs> and you give San Francisco a great quarterback. That's that's gonna be bad for Arizona. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Why ain't nobody told me Denver until tonight? I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I oh, think really? Denver would be awesome. They have Cortland, Cortland coming back, Judy, oh, yeah. Fan. Oh, my gosh. He's my yeah. dynasty quarterback. Like, yeah, he should go to anywhere with good wide receivers. Put him See? in. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, everybody knows I can't stand Drew Locke. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that was all hype, all cap this uh, offseason. Uh, Vic, are you – are you in on him to the Colts at all? Absolutely, man. I mean, I feel like we have a win-now team. Our, our defense, at least our front seven, is pretty solid. Um, definitely some work in the secondary, but clearly we like investing in veterans, so why not go with a younger veteran in Stafford? So, yeah, I think he's plug and play. And I think that will be good for uh, Jacob Eason as far as with getting to learn from another veteran. Um, again, I don't know if he's the future, but if they are going to entertain that, Hey, learning behind Rivers and learning behind Stafford. It's not a bad move. I'm thumbs down into Jacob Eason, not the Stafford. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Stafford is a great quarterback. I've been saying that for a while. I was one of the people that loved Detroit's offense when I was thought Galladay was going to be healthy. Marvin Jones, a great veteran receiver. Swift coming in. You know, I love Detroit because of Stafford. You know, I feel yeah. like they would have been able to keep the ball moving scoring a lot of touchdowns this year but you know a lot of injuries happen but you go protect him with our offensive line we have a veteran. if they go get Stafford we'll probably get T.Y. and probably keep T.Y. at a veteran with him another year with Michael Pittman maybe Paris Campbell will be healthy for a few more games I would love it to came here man that would be real that would be real good for our team I love Paris Campbell so much I'm just so hoping that he stays healthy because he has that you know breakaway speed and he could be mm -hmm. so electric if they use him correctly because he was yeah. awesome at ohio state he was absolutely amazing there yeah I we've agree. been putting the ball in his hands um i definitely like what i've seen and that last injury wasn't on him literally yeah. a helmet to the knee with from uh, harrison smith from the vikings so that was unfortunate yeah that sucked but matthew stafford going there i think i think it'd be good you guys are built to win right now right now yep so it makes sense <laughs> We'll see. All right, let's uh, let's keep it pushing. Uh, so shout out to Emily Proud. Uh, she's on Twitter. I saw this. Apparently, AJ Brown went live from the hospital on Instagram post surgery. Uh, he yeah. said that his quote was, "They told me I was done for the year. And week two, I played all year. I made the Pro Bowl." So 
I don't know if, he, if that was the meds talking or if that was just how he was feeling coming off a successful surgery, but I don't know if you guys saw that, but I just want to just throw that out there since yeah, he went I, live. I felt like it was kind of f- fucked up. Sorry if I can't say that on here, but oh like, no, no, we cuss on here. Oh, we cuss okay, on okay, here. okay. So yeah, we don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he got fucked up his <laughs> ankles. Well, not no more. No, I just thought it was crazy that you know I I feel like the team put him in a bad situation. Yeah, you know I feel like I don't know I didn't realize the injury that he sustained was to that extent. I guess. I'm not familiar with it. What was the uh, extent of it? Yeah, I know he had to get multiple surgeries, like on both knees, I want to say. He's getting one on each knee, right? And they let him play all yeah, year like then, that? Yeah. This, yeah. this is where I come in. I get so mad when there's so much coach worship that happens in the community because they don't give a shit about these players. They care about that, you know, they're – long-term success or short-term success rather and you know look at uh sean payton sean payton just did that to michael thomas this year too oh right that yeah. was crazy when i saw that when i saw that what a, was it last week or a few days ago that we yeah. were all wondering like where the hell was he and then apparently he was injured but they still wanted him out there yeah yeah i did hear that michael wanted to try to get breeze another shot at the title yeah. at least on the at least recently, so. Yeah. Well, the, the difference between those two is A.J. Brown was actually still good through his injuries, which right. sucked. But the Saints should have seen that Michael Thomas was a shell of himself, and he wasn't really even helping the team, to be honest, all year in those games he was playing. <laughs> he They should have just set him down and focus on, hey, he's going to be on our roster. He's one of the top receiver talents in the league. Just stop, bro, and we'll yeah, have you next year. I don't think it was it, it was worth risking like you know a more major um, injury to him that that would have kept him out you know yeah. longer next season. I don't think that was worth it. But knowing yeah. that he could do what he did this year, top fourteen should, wide receiver, we should go buy. <laughs> we, should go, <laughs> you we should go buy more AJ. <laughs> if you can buy him, that's going to be a buy high. We bought him. What did we pay Vic? Uh, Juju and. A second last year? Oh, uh, I think so, yeah. So, me and Dot, we coach him a couple teams. Um, I can't do any more with him outside of those couple teams. But, yeah, I think we did. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> we just butt heads, man. I I don't know. I feel like Vic's coming around to the way I feel about teams. Like, I used to just always trade, 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 and never settle. And now I feel like now Vic is getting to a point where he's like, I know how I want my team to be. So I'll trade, trade, trade. So I get my team to look the way I want it to be. That's all I was ever doing in my life. <laughs> That's all I was ever doing. It's all good, bro. It's all Maybe good. But... Try to get one more team together, bro. We'll see, bro. I'm doing a, a big pot, big money league, one of them retirement type leagues. So we can retire off one of them or something. We'll see. I bet you if you told them our team roster, they wouldn't think that we do bad together. But well, that's another story. We'll talk yeah, about yeah. that a different day. <laughs> all right, let's let's uh, let's keep it pushing. And hopefully, uh, AJ Brown knees are good going forward. And I mean, he's a beast. We all saw him run through Baltimore's defense. Oh, yeah. At 100%, he got Megan knees. Okay, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> the stallion. You got Sorry. Stallion knees. Sorry. How we got okay. there, but... I was like, wait, what? <laughs> You doing a crybaby, bro? He can do the crybaby now. Yeah, bro, when he had 100%.
Bro, oh, AJ Brown be on the private. Bro, I don't even want to think about that. Man. <laughs> hey, we switching topics. All right, man. Shout out to Bleacher Report Gridiron. Najee Harris, shout out to him. He just won a national championship with uh, Alabama. So he signed with Marshawn Lynch, uh, marketing agency, Beast Mode. So, so of course, yeah. So um, basically, you know, they just they'll they'll work with his branding and marketing and all that good stuff, social media presence and. Um, his agent is actually, I believe it's one of Marshawn's old agents. So he's getting linked up with him uh, and Marshawn on the beast mode side is just going to help boost him as a, from a marketing standpoint. So I just thought that was cool since uh, they both got the Bay area connection. I like that. I've been seeing a lot of comparisons too, about, you know, uh, Marshawn Lynch's play style and Najee Harris's yeah. play style being really similar. And I, I'm basically a Najee stand at this point. So I love it, man. Me too. I think. <laughs> Doesn't he hold like all the records for Alabama, like yards, yeah. touchdowns? Like, yeah, crazy. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And then the last thing before we get out of here, I do just want to acknowledge again, this was a historic week, um, and on and off the field. So, if you guys don't know, Jennifer King, she actually is the first Black woman to be a full-time coach in the NFL. Um, so she'll be the full-time offensive assistant for the Washington Football Team. So. Yeah, that was first reported by the NFL Network. So, yeah, women are doing great things. Women are, are, are dominating sports. So we just love to see it. Love it. Another yeah, it's crazy that it took this long, though, huh? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. The fact we're, is, it, is it really now. that crazy? Is it really that crazy? <laughs> I mean, it's, not, not, it's not, just crazy. not crazy if you look at the, you know, our country. Yeah, I'm just saying it's as, not, as, as I'm men, saying it's so, do we listen yeah, to women? So crazy. <laughs> We don't listen to women, bro. Should because they way smarter. Than us. Oh, we we one hundred percent should, but bro, we we don't listen. I don't know. It looked like when Popovich was out, the Spurs listened pretty well the other day. It looked it looked like that. That's fair. That's fair. Maybe maybe they're coming around, but I'm just saying, guys, we, we don't listen. <laughs> I listen. I don't know what they will talk about. I ain't, gonna talk about I I ain't like going under the bus. Down with that ship. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. That's all I got for what's the word. Is there anything else anyone wants to throw in? Philip Rivers retired, bro. I don't yeah. think we did that last week, so we can't just leave that out, especially since he went out on the hometown team. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Pause that. Is he a Hall of Famer? Let's just throw that out there. Uh, uh, I, <laughs> I've been loving football through his whole career, and I don't think I've ever once said, man, Philip is one of the greats. I don't think I've ever said that. Ain't got no championships, but he got a he played, got a long lot longevity, was healthy a lot, so he has numbers. Just no rings, bro. So I don't know. I'm I don't want to knock him, but you know, if if he never gets a ring, I I feel like I mean, if he don't get to the Hall of Fame, I guess I understand it. Yeah, the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I agree. The Hall of Fame, honestly, anymore is based on these numbers and everything, but it. I feel like it should be, did this guy change the game? Yeah. You know? And he didn't. He you did. know, he was good, and he was there for a long time, but just staying on the field longer than anyone else, I just, <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. Like, I don't yeah, know, man. That's a, that's a football accomplishment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Maybe he needs his own Hall of Fame just yeah. for hey, man. You, hey. Like you made same, it, man. It's like the same thing with Eli Manning. Everyone, you know, will say oh he's a Hall of Fame. 
two Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah. Tell me how you Super really feel, Doc. No, but for real. Eli's trash, bro. If you look at his career, he won those Super Bowls on the backs of his defense. It wasn't him. And on the back of David Tyree, is that his name? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's right. Mm-hmm. Right on the side of his head. Yeah. <laughs> Eli trash. <laughs> and he don't even he don't even make good commercials without Peyton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> Eli is good at Twitter, though. I will give him that. He is. Yeah, yeah. Bro. Hey, Tom Brady's killing Twitter, too. Yeah, they are. <laughs> That's funny. All right, uh, before we get into the main segment, let's do this. Um, let's start with let's start with the guests. Hey, Andrew, Unicorn. I guess Unicorn goes first. She's the lady. Tell the good people where they can follow you at. And, uh, yeah, on all social media platforms and where they can find you and the podcast in general. Awesome. Okay, I'll go first. So um, you can find me on Twitter at unicorn underscore fringe. Um, that's pretty much the only place you can find me that I want to be found. So do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's dope. <laughs> Your turn. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Andrew underscore fringe. We, uh, we have a podcast that you can find on, honestly, any platform that you're looking at, Apple, Google, Spotify, tune in. It doesn't matter. YouTube. YouTube. We are on YouTube also. So check us out, please. Please please just do it. (laughs) Good question. When do you guys drop your episodes? What days of the week? We're not good with scheduling. So (laughs) (laughs) it, uh, it's, we try to do Tuesdays, Thursdays and Saturdays, but it gets jumbled and, it doesn't always happen. But we're there gotcha. a couple days gotcha. a week. Yeah, we are there a couple days a week, though. <laughs> hey, right. just subscribe, then. That works for me. If I learned anything from the late, great Kobe, it's all about the attempts, baby. So long as y'all keep attempting and record, <laughs> shooting, you know, y'all can go two for y'all go two for seven every week if y'all want to. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So, uh, Dynasty Bro Vic, where can they find you at, sir? You can follow me at Chief Sosa FF, um, Instagram, Twitter. Forgot the other streaming sites. Oh, Twitch. 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 If you want to catch my Call of Duty and Madden clips, uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Dynasty Bros FF. That's the YouTube everywhere. And yeah, the Facebook community, Dynasty Bros FF podcast. And Avo got seven different ways to spell everything. <laughs> so where can they follow you at, bro? You- you can follow me at DJ Avo Love. That's at DJ Avo LXVE. That's on the gram. <laughs> yeah, you see it on Vic Hat. You see it spread love. On shirt spread um, love. <laughs> um, on the Twitter, you can follow me at Dynasty Bro Avo. Let's go. All right, and I'm Dynasty Bro Dot on Instagram and Twitter, and follow the main Instagram page, Dynasty Bros FF. All right, so main segment. We're gonna get back to it. Dynasty misses. Whether you missed because you thought a guy was going to be good and he bombed all year, or you thought a guy was going to bomb and he did the opposite all year. So uh, I know I got two. Unicorn got two. Andrew got two. Chief Sosa got two. Avo's just going to be there supporting. So <laughs> he's good support, but he's our number one support. I promise you. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk and we can just go round table, go one, 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 one. Vic, you picked the order. You in charge of that. 
All right, let's start with the guests. We're gonna be, you know, hospitable guests. I can't spell that right now. I'm off the mimosas, but we're gonna be hospitable. It gotta be guests. close. It gotta be close to hospital, bro. Right, something like That's that. Real. That's real. That's true, bro. That's true. So yeah, of course, let's let's be gentlemen. We're gonna start with the lady. Put her on the spot first. I love it. Get me out of the way. Um, <laughs> so uh, my first bust was actually this one was so sad for me. Actually, both of my busts were really sad for me. But my first one was Cam Newton. Oof. Hit a horn, Avo. Hit a horn. Or, or a bomb or something. <laughs> this was painful because, like, going into this season, I was so hopeful about Cam. You know, I was like, he had a tough year last year. He's coming off of injury recovery. I was like, my boy Cam is going to get it together, and he's going to, you know, just blow everybody out of the water coming out of the Patriots. And then every week I was like, wait, 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 he's okay. Just give him another week. He'll be fine. And then it just, right. It just was not happening. It was, it was painful to watch. And he acknowledged it. Like he knew, he knew too. Like he knew that he just wasn't, he just wasn't pulling it together. And I mean, there were a lot of other factors involved on, you know, the, the Patriots kind of having yeah. some struggle. It wasn't all him at all, but there was a certain part of it where it was just like, where is Cam Newton? <laughs> hey, can I go first? Please let go me go. I'm hey, hey, we talked about this probably three or four weeks ago. Did you get caught up in all those off-season videos like we did when he was working out and he looked amazing and he was dancing and talking stuff? I'm like, oh my God, he's back. I'm in. He's quarterback I'm in. God again. Like, so, I, I fell for it. Hey, let, let, me tell you, let me tell you how hard I fell. I wrote a damn article on it. I, I ain't wrote a paper since my senior thesis in college. I was mad. Okay. 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 Andrew, so I see how she feel in us three. Where was you at on Cam Newton, man? Oh yeah, I uh I missed also. I I was high on him coming out because if you look at his fantasy finishes, he almost had every single year that he played the full year being a top 12 fantasy quarterback. So I was like, "Well, he's back." And then you saw him after week 1 running two touchdowns, you're like, "He's back." And, <laughs> and nah. He's he not went back. back. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn. And then you see him out over there, like flopping on the ground. Stop. I love Cam. Don't he's even. just rolling out of his, uh, out of the his chair if he wants. I still love him. Hey, look, yeah, I, I do want to say this. Of course, you know, Cam did kind of fall off with the throwing, which wasn't always there, anyways. But I do want to put some of this on the Patriots, like the coaching staff. Think about it. They used to have a Tom Brady where they can go week to week game planning, where they want to be run heavy, pass heavy, all this good stuff. And it seemed like they thought they could just handle Cam that way as well. Hey, the games where Cam was, yeah, but the but the weeks whenever Cam had ten plus carries, that offense seemed to flow a little bit better. Um, so yeah, I would have liked to see that a little bit more. But at the end of the day, I mean, I'm not gonna not acknowledge the decline of Cam. Um, he is on a decline, but. I do want to put some of that on the Patriots. So, hey, I mean, you got to just utilize the skill sets, which is just running. Got to take your shot at the Patriots. Got to take your shot. Low key. Yeah. It's not an episode <laughs> without a Patriots though. comment. <laughs> I, feel up, like those, I feel like that's a good point, though. But I, I want I want to believe that he there's still, you know, that old camp potential 
there. Uh, you like, I feel like I noticed. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, I feel like I know I noticed a little bit from watching him the first few weeks. <clears throat> um, well, throughout, really, it seemed like he didn't seem healthy, and I don't know if it was you know him coming off that injury from before or if it was COVID and like lingering effects or what it was, but he just didn't seem like he felt all the way good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I'm just hoping he gets another chance to stay on that team next season. And, mm -hmm. and, and I'll be, I'll, I'm going to start this shit all over again next year. I'm going to be like, this is it. <laughs> I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, weapons, though. they can't go into oh, next year like they I did mean, this year. That's true. No. Jacoby, I know they can't be leaning on Jacoby, but <laughs> Gunner number, number four on any other team. Yeah, yeah. Gunner Ozowski. I can't even say his damn name. It kind of. I will agree though. He did look hurt in interviews. Ego, <laughs> ego <laughs> got hurt. <laughs> I didn't see confident dressed up Cam for like the last six weeks. Man, I said, who is this cat? Yeah. It's on me, guys. We can't do this. <laughs> We can't do this in New England. I was like, oh Lord. But yeah. <laughs> but I think we should have um we should have thought that that was going to come to Cam Newton because Cam Newton's never been a you know a above 65% passer anyhow. So True once that. he falls off, it was gonna be over. Yeah. It was gonna be quick. And it was. So of course he was brought in on a one-year rental. Where would you like to see him go? Of course, I just heard your unicorn say, you know, give him another shot in New England. Um, but what about everyone else? I have a spot, but I want to hear where you, where you guys got him. To the Texans in a straight up trade. <laughs> <laughs> straight up trade. They might do just it, man. His whole career. <laughs> they might do I, it. I just want to see what Deshaun can do in, with the Patriots. Might be able to do something good. All right. Uh, I, I, I got oh, Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore, man. I love to see him just hey, yeah, play back up to Lamar. Back up to Lamar. Um, I'm sure they can install some packages for him. So, I, you know, for me, I think he could have a role there. Play, you know, a Taysom Hill type role in a limited package type role in Baltimore. So, yeah. I like that. That's not a bad spot. Yeah. I like him more of a backup, though. I, I don't yeah. see him starting. I just, I can't think of a Aww. team that. He's gonna be a good starter for. Like yeah. he might start. Like yeah, if he went to Denver right now, he could probably start over Drew Locke because he's a bum. But that's not much of an upgrade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. There's still clues. Yeah, I'm sad. I'm not even gonna try to name a spot because I don't see him starting next year. So. Oh. Yeah. Y'all know All we right. just spent 13 minutes talking about Cam Newton's season. <laughs> Because we're so should, disappointed. We should feel ashamed of ourselves. We was we, we should feel ashamed of ourselves. We dragged his season into a 13-minute conversation. I'm just playing. It wasn't 13 minutes, but I'm just playing. He shouldn't have had them damn videos that made me go buy them. Hey, I got offered, I got offered Aaron Rodgers in the Superflex League at the top of the year after week one for Cam Newton and Leonard Fournette. And you know what I did? I said no. Did you see Cam Newton? He's back. You keep your Aaron Rodgers in a dynasty league. Yeah, so I don't have no sympathy. Yeah, I don't have no sympathy after that. Oh my god! All right, Andrew, who you got for us? Who's your uh, one of your first misses? Yeah, so one of my first misses of this year was uh, Le'Veon Bell. I 
I really thought that this was going to be just like last year where they had nobody on the team and they were just going to ride them out and just, you know, run them into the ground. You look at, he was number 11 last year with 246 carries in 2019. And that's with a miss game. And then he also had 78 targets, you know, good for number seven in the league this year. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> Back up. He, he did not, uh, he did not receive double digit carries in more than three games. That's just garbage. And then he only had 20 receptions all year. He just, it, it's over. It's over for Le'Veon Bell. I know a lot of people want to still believe in him, but when I think of it, he went to Kansas City and there's not a better spot to go than that offense. So how could he leave and be better? I don't see it. I don't either. Uh, And he went to go play behind the first-round pick, Clyde Everett-Hilaire. He went down. You thought he would have been next man up. He got played outplayed by Darrell Williams for those games Clyde was out. So, yeah, there's – I think his, he's back up for the rest of his career if somebody even wants to win their team at this point. Yeah. And he's only there for, what, a uh, one-year rental? So. Yep. I don't know yeah, if he'll me. be on the team next year. If he is, it'll be a backup role. Yeah. All right, Dot. Who you got? You want me to talk about the guy that just completely exploded that I said wasn't going to do nothing this year? Or you want me to talk about the guy that I'm like, oh, my gosh, land the spot. Number one running back. I didn't quite say number one running back, but hey, I, I think since we just talked about the Chiefs, let's just keep it going. I think it's a smoother uh alley. Right. No look uh, pass. Shout out to all the leagues. I took Clyde Edwards Hilaire instead of Jonathan Taylor and just trusting oh. all the talent. <laughs> I'm to go. Um, yeah, man. But uh I was just sold, man. All all I heard was Clyde Edwards Hilaire to the Chiefs. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then the next thing was Pat Mahomes said he wanted his guy. He wasn't bad, man. It's just the offense where the running game is the, the second option, honestly. Pat is going to go get his numbers. He's going to throw all to his tight end and to his receivers. And they get in the red zone. They're scheming up plays. It's never just give it to the running back. It's very rare when it's just give it to the running back, when the pass works so efficiently. Um, so it isn't like I just don't want him. The offense just isn't built to just have that kind of work for their number one running back no matter what. So he wasn't a horrible play. He still ended up being, a, a, I think, running back 22. So he's still, you know, RB2 on your team. And he's still young, and he was drafted by them. So they have that investment to keep him. But, you know, first round, going to the Chiefs, I was just so – and now I'm like, I should have trusted the talent we've seen at the combine, all those other running backs. So I'll drop <laughs> the ball. Like that makes a lot of sense though. Wait, because I, I personally wasn't as high on him at all going into this season as, as like basically the rest of the entire world. But I still, you know, I think you made a really good point that um, just the way that that offense works, I feel like it wasn't, it's, it just can't really sustain the kind of production that we, you would need from him in order for him to be really, you know, super fantasy relevant. True. Um, yeah. So it was, it was definitely, a bummer. I felt like I was being the outlier by not, you know, being super high on him all season long. But yeah, as the season continued, I started to kind of see why I was just being mean to him the whole time. Like there was really a reason. <laughs> I think this was like one of my biggest hits 
I uh, I talked multiple shit on Clyde Edwards Hilaire coming out of college because I thought he was propped up by the offense and I would not move him above number five in my rankings for uh, rookie running backs. I, I just didn't see it. Like everyone's talk about how many receptions he had in college. And you look at that for running backs. Absolutely. But they forgot to look at the percentage of the actual targets that, and I think that's where the biggest miss was. They thought he was a prolific um, pass catcher and he was going to be used all in this offense and whatnot. And they were super excited because I'm spacing his name last year, Kansas city's running back Williams was Damian Williams was great when he was there. So they're like, well, Clyde Oders is better than him, but he's not, he's about the same. He's about the same. He was not a super fast. You look at his metrics. Metrics don't jump off the board at you. And he only had one season of productivity in LSU. One season. So I, I'm uh, I'm happy that I didn't jump on the uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire train. I was just driving the uh, Jonathan Taylor bus. <laughs> yeah. And going back to the combine, I know for me and my guy, Dot, you know, our one and two was – Taylor and Swift, Taylor and Swift. I know some people had Dobbins and some people probably had Acres, but um, for me, the lesson learned is trust the talent. I mean, look at guys like AJ Brown. Since when did we ever want a Tennessee Titan wide receiver outside of waiting for Corey Davis to break out? So <laughs> my lesson learned is trust the talent because I'm pretty sure right now a lot of people would rather have Swift, who yeah. was kind of forgotten over Clyde. But I still sure like everybody would want Swift right? and yeah. Dobbins. And or acres. Yeah. And acres now. Yeah. yeah. So it yeah, just goes so. to show, trust the talent. Um, but I still like Clyde and Dynasty, don't get me wrong. Um, and again, you know, we always want an instant return to with these rookies, and it was a pandemic. So we we do kind of have to, you know, be mindful of those things. But all in all, I'm trusting the talent. Going I forward. think when they utilized them, he didn't look bad. But it's just, dude, when you have Travis Kelsey, why not force feed him? When you have yeah. the dynamic – Tyreek Hill and just the speed of the receivers outside of those two guys and probably one of the best quarterback talents ever, man. You just, if it works, it works. So if they don't need a running back to run it 25 yeah. times, I don't care who it is. So uh, I think I'm you're not right. Gonna, yeah. I'm not going to blame it on this talent, but no, no, run, no running back right now until it's needed. And it's not no time soon. It's going to give you the return you want as the Kansas city number one. So, yeah, and you really want to look at those uh, those teams that don't have a good tight end but have a good pass catching back. That's when they're used more, it seems. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I like that point a lot. All right, you guys ready for my biggest miss? I just want to get my big miss out the way as well. Um, so let's go to the L.A. Rams tight end. Tyler Higby, this was a guy I was – Banging the table for and man, you know, the, you know I, I know my guy that was like, look, man, he proud with a good six weeks of streaking last <laughs> season. I was riding that yeah. high from 2019 into 2020, and you know, week one went by. I didn't panic. I was like, okay, there's no uh, preseason. It's all good, you know. So, <laughs> it'll happen. It'll happen. And then uh, week two, what does he do? He busts out with three touchdowns um, against Philadelphia. I was like, okay, that's Tyler Higby. I was waiting on. And then it was just a roller coaster from there, up and down all year. He finished as a tight end, 17 in PPR. He did most of his production in week two. I mean, yeah. I, had I known, I would have traded him at that point. 
you know, if that was going to be a ceiling. But, man, but this is a guy who uh, actually got an extension in 2019 for four years. So he has two more years left in L.A. I just don't know how, you know, for me, I, I don't I don't feel good about him going forward. Um, if you have him on your team, to me, he's just a streaming option. I mean, if, you know, if you're not in the top seven at the tight end position, you're a streamer. So he's a boomer bust at the end of the day at that position. I agree. I think I think he's definitely just a you know spot starter type of option. Yeah. Um, if there's an injury, you know, and and he's gonna get an uptick in volume because of that, he's a great pickup. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, the hype was unreal. Yeah, it really was. Yes. It, it got it got off the rails. It was just going. <laughs> I was like. What the hell are people seeing that I'm missing? <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't get it. I didn't understand because you looked at the splits between yeah, when Gerald there. Everett was there yeah. and when he wasn't there. It was extreme, and I was like, "Wait a minute, Gerald Everett is actually the starter. Better. He's the he's better." <laughs> so what what the hell's going on here? I know Gerald Everett <laughs> just just finished his last season um, as a Ram, probably because he's a free agent. I don't see him coming back, but I didn't think that they were just going to install Tyler Higby as this juggernaut tight end. He wasn't, I, I don't know. People were taking him like between three and five. And that was yeah. insane to me. I yeah. Didn't, I didn't get it. I think that there's only a couple of tight ends that are good. And the rest of them are just like shots in the dark. Don't take those mid Round tight ends kill you every single year. You might as well take them at the beginning of the draft or the end and just take flyers. Yeah, a bunch that, of flyers that, all yeah, at once. Yeah, because that middle round is where you get killed. <clears throat> That's true. And then also you get guys like Robert Tanya that emerge and Logan Thomas. So Yeah, and you'd yeah. be happier with them on your team. And you didn't have yeah. to pay for them. Now he's just sitting on your bench for <laughs> yeah. no reason. <laughs> can't even get a spot start and then you feel too bad to drop them because you're like you don't want to be wrong yeah then they'll catch some cool practice catch in off season and, and yeah. it's like <laughs> I love when that happens you see the hype videos come up and everyone's like he's going to be the next Randy Moss yeah that's what's going to happen <laughs> Hey, I do want to say this is probably a good time to go get Bryson Hopkins for the Rams, given um, Higby has two more years left, and then you just spoke on the Everett situation. So um, Bryson Hopkins tied in out of Purdue. Um, he was actually – I think he led the team in receptions his senior year. I think Rondell Moore was out that year. Um, definitely fact-check fact, fact check me, but he's definitely a receiving tight end. Rondell Moore, <clears throat> I love him so much. Man, Rondell Moore. <laughs> he's crazy. The top-end receivers, man. This, this class, they're... oh yeah, they're fire. It's reloaded. Yeah, reloaded. Yeah, you hear how, how soft spoken we just got, Andrew. I can tell the passion you have for Rondell yeah. Moore. I like. I, I love Rondell Moore. I do. He was talking about Bryson Hopkins. All he said was, "Yeah, Rondell Moore was out." You said, "Rondell." <laughs> thinking about maybe writing him a letter right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, All right, we're going back full circle, Vic. Yep, yep. Back to you, Unicorn. All right, back to me. So um this was another one that really hurt my feelings. But um, and especially because he's a cardinal, you guys. Mm. Uh, but it was Kenyon Drake. 
it was kind of drag. And I feel like so everybody going into this season, it felt like was either really high on him or really low on, on Kenyon Drake, right? Yeah. Like, yep. You really yeah. believed in him or you just thought he was absolute shit. But I really believed in him. Um, and obviously it just fell flat. But the, the biggest thing too is I feel like, I don't know if any of you guys noticed this, but I feel like the, the beginning of the season, the first few weeks, it looked like he was playing through an injury yeah. If you notice, there was, I can't remember what week it was, but I'll have to go back and look because there was one particular week where I remember watching the game and saying, like, holy shit, there's Kenyon Drake now. Like, he's actually moving in a way that, you know, you can see his, his regular um, ability kind of coming back. Like, he was, he just seemed really physically limited those first few weeks of the season, but there were no reports out or anything like that at that point. You know what I mean? So it wasn't, it wasn't really anything you could peg down, but I still believe there was something going on that they didn't <laughs> want us to know about. <laughs> he was injured, okay? But regardless, you know, I just I was kind of expecting to see more of Kenny and Drake on how he ended the 2019 season. Yeah. We didn't have that. Um, even when he did kind of come back and, and look more like himself, it was still super inconsistent. Um, and... I, you know, I, I, I gotten so many back and forth arguments on Twitter with people about this, but you know, some people are blaming Kyler Murray for Kenyon Drake's lack of production. And I, I don't even feel like it's that. I feel like it's just that Kenyon Drake has been super inefficient this year. Um, I feel like he's gotten at least enough opportunities that he could have capitalized on. And we just did not see what we should have seen from him. Yeah. Who want to go? Who want to go first? Andrew, it's a, this this day team. Let's, let's let Andrew chime in on this. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you're right. I think uh, he was hurt at the beginning of the season, and the Cardinals like to just keep it hush-hush and not tell anybody. You could just tell the difference between the speeds that he was running at the beginning of the season versus the end of the season. And I noticed that they kind of phased him out of the passing game. I think that's the biggest thing that happened is Chase Edmonds is a baller. I love Uh Chase Edmonds, and I thought he was going to have a bigger role this year, but I didn't think it was going to be this role. And I think Chase Edmonds, also a lot of people are going to project for him because Kenyon Drake is – possibly leave in Arizona because he was on a one-year deal. But Chase Edmonds also is not a three-down back. And that offensive line is not good. Uh, I know pro football focus seems to have him up higher, but that's really because Kyler Murray just evades so so many sacks. Mm -hmm. It's not that they're actually blocking well for him. Right. Uh, Vic, I feel like I should go last. All right. Excuse me. Two things I do want to at least call out. Man, if you guys remember, Kenyon Drake had this garbage touchdown run against the Cowboys that lost a lot of people, you know, their matchup that week. I'm still mad about that. <laughs> I was like, you know, where has that Kenyon Drake been all year? And then, you know, I'm so he- heavily invested in Dynasty. Of course, when redraft season comes around, you know, August, you know, I'm preparing for those for those leagues. I like to listen to like the ballers and the pros and see what they're talking about so I don't get too lost in the Dynasty sauce. Hey, I'm sending this bill to the ballers, man. They was hyping up Kenyon Drake. I was all in. I fell for it. So yeah, I'm still I'm still standing on that. And <laughs> I'm going to piggyback because 
I wasn't the biggest Kenyon Drake fan going into the really? season. No. Uh, I, I I wasn't. I'm not going to lie. I liked what he did at the end of the season 2019. But here's the problem. You said there's people that was blaming his performance on Kyler. I'm one of those people too. But it was Kyler <laughs> and a new addition. And a new addition. You bring in a receiver, a one of the best receivers in the league, he's going to command targets yeah. from Kyler. That's one. Two, Vic, you remember for like the first 10 weeks, we had uh we had Kenyon Drake, and then I drafted him in our redraft league. Every week, he was so consistently just okay that you couldn't bench him, but you wasn't happy. He was just scoring you yep. 10 points. Yep. 10, yeah. 8, full-point PPR. Nine, ten. He wasn't getting none of them touchdowns. Kyler was getting them. He was still in every red zone touchdown from Kenyon Drake. It, it was like Kyler just running in instead of Drake. So yeah, I kind of blame Kyler because those those rushing those. Hey, if if you hey, if you give Drake some of those touchdowns, you're consistently a little bit happier with his play week by week. But nope, I'm not going to get mad. He's only giving you 80 yards and a catch or two. If you got a touchdown with it, then it looks like a normal week on a week to week basis. But I was just, I was hating those 70 yard games with no touchdowns. It just looks oh, so dead. But yeah. I couldn't even blame him for not getting the touchdowns because honestly, if I was the one having to make that play call, I wouldn't trust Kenyon Drake to do it. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm being honest. I'd be like, fucking Kyler, just run that ball in. Like, don't even, don't hand him that ball. Please don't hand him that ball. That that hit the Silla fan real quick. I wasn't expecting <laughs> her to say that. <laughs> hey, Dot, going back to your point, though, you said, you know, who's giving me about 10, 12 points a week. But what's crazy is the volume was there. He had like 15, 20 touches. So you yeah. know, had to play him just off the opportunity. Yeah. Couldn't do nothing with him. Just like, he's about to just give me these 11 points and I better just be happy with it. It's never <laughs> going to. It's never going to be 19. <laughs> I was asking for something basic. Give me 18 this week. <laughs> Begging for it. Nah. So, know, whatever. It was rough. It was rough. <laughs> All right, Andrew, you up. All right. So, my second miss, and this one hurts a little bit because I actually had him super high. Like, number two wide receiver high in Dynasty last season. And that's Chris Godwin. I thought Chris Godwin was going to just – I bought into the narrative. You know, Tom Brady's coming to town. Tom Brady likes to use the guys that are closer to the line of scrimmage where, you know, the area of the field Chris Godwin dominates in. And he went from number two to number 15. So it's not like a huge bust, but that's still – you know, if you're drafting him at number two, you're not happy with a top 15 wide receiver. And I know he missed two um, extra games this year because of his you know, finger issue and he had to get some type of bolt in there. And he said it's going to be in there forever. <laughs> they asked him when it's coming out and he said it's never coming out. So <laughs> I, uh, I, I just think Chris Godwin, when you bought into the whole thing that surrounded that team, you thought – yeah, the, it's going to be wheels up for him. And Mike Evans is not going to do shit this year because Tom Brady doesn't like to push the ball down the field. And that didn't happen. Um, I, I, oh, uh, oh, you got a unicorn. My bad. No, no, no. Sorry. I just, I feel like the, I, I really like Chris Godwin. And I feel like this, this season, you know, didn't really 
he didn't really live up to expectations, but I feel like there's almost too many potential playmakers on that offense. It's just, it was so, so hard to predict this season, like where the majority of the volume was going to go. I feel like every week we were, we were trying to figure it out and it was tough. Yeah. Going into yeah. that offseason, we did love Chris Godwin, but who knew they were going to pick up Antonio Brown? Who knew Gronk was going to come out of retirement? It's just unfortunate. But the one thing I will say is I still seen his talent. And if people are going to be low on him because he, he did a drop, he's still young. He is going into a free agency unless they resign him. But uh, he's still young. And I think he's still super talented. Oh, yeah. And actually, Tom Brady showed that he could satisfy all three of them going into the, the back ends of the game, finding some rapport with all three receivers. But I like some Chris Godwin, and if anybody's scared of him, I'll probably go by right now. I think Tyler Johnson makes it easier to let him go. I agree with that, too. Hey, Vic, Vic, who did I just pick up in our Empire League? I know Vic hate being in leagues with me, but Vic, who did I just pick up in our Empire League? Tyler Johnson, bro. So, uh, you know. I definitely remember that. Yeah, I feel that way too. Everyone was yelling. But uh, <laughs> nah, nah, I'm just kidding. I, I do like Tyler Johnson, but I do want to say this Chris Godwin, I remember you put him on my radar. So um, I think coming off the 2018 season, was that his rookie year? I think he ended the year hot. And, you know, the expectations was there going into his second year. Oh, um, yeah. So, yeah, um, from what I've been seeing, at least these last few games, even with the busted finger, he's still making these all pro catches and all pro plays. And, you know, he's dragging his feet like he's he's nice. So I think you definitely should go get you some Chris Godwin and some Tyler Johnson. Yeah, he, he's he's a absolutely player. a ball. He He's great. And he was good in Penn State. So you saw this coming out. You know, we were waiting, waiting, waiting for him to have that breakout because we saw this production in college and everything. So I was excited for Chris Godwin to finally break out last year. And I just thought he was going to make that jump even forward this year. But it didn't happen. But that doesn't mean to sell him. Buy them. Yeah, if you can buy them. Yeah, that's the second lesson of the year. You know, of course, you want to trust the talent and also practice more patience. Yeah. So that's a good one. <laughs> All right, you guys ready for my uh my second miss? Yep. We're gonna go down to Jacksonville. I got a wide receiver, wide receiver 49 on the year, PPR, DJ Shark. Um, this was a guy he missed three games. Um, but even though he missed three games, he was banged up the whole year. So he was battling through injuries. And, man, of course, you know, he had to play with a couple quarterbacks last year. Hey, fast forward, he had to do it again this year, you know, given the QB situation with Gardner Minshew and Mike Glennon and, you know, the the different rotations. I even forgot the other guy that they even had starting. Was it Luton? I don't know. Luton. Some other guy. Jake Luton. Yeah. So, Jake. I mean – between all these QBs and then you got, of course, Visca stepping in as a rookie. He's a playmaker. And, hey, the guy that really stole the show, if you ask me, Keenan. Is it Keelan or Keenan? Keelan. Keelan Cole. Keelan. Keelan I do that, too. I mess up his name every time. Yeah. Yeah, I but. Me. Sorry, I got excited. Hey, I fuck up names all the time. But uh, <laughs> Keelan Cole, like, man, he found the end zone, like, what, five or six times, probably seven times this year. Um, so I do have some question marks. I know people are excited about most likely Jacksonville is going to take Trevor Lawrence, but you know, with all the hype around Visca, you know, can we really expect shark to be the man going forward? And again, we, we see that offense loves Keelan Cole. So I, I'm curious to know what you guys' thoughts are on DJ shark going forward. 
I feel I feel like sorry, I keep jumping in first. Um, but I feel like next season we're gonna see a lot better from him. Like you kind of touched on, he he had a lot to deal with as far as the quarterback situation. Um, and we know that should be resolved next season. I think he and LaVisca are both gonna have a better year in twenty twenty one. Andrew. Yeah. When when I think of DJ Chark, uh, I think he is still the uh the alpha wide receiver over there. And they're going to use um, LaVisca kind of like what they use, you know, Paris Campbell or you know, Curtis Samuel or yeah. Percy Harvin because that coaching staff has used those gadget players. So I think both of these guys can actually be top 15 with Trevor Lawrence at quarterback. And I think it's going to be exciting because their defense is still terrible and it's not going to just turn around overnight. So they're going to have to throw the ball a bunch. I think the biggest hit is going to be James Robinson this year. But um, talking about DJ Chark, I think the area of the field he plays is completely different than LaVisca. So he's going to be the deep guy still. I I see him doing well. I don't I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And, off, and off pure eye test, to me, he still looks like the best receiver. Yeah. When there. you have guys like Jalen Ramsey coming out saying that he's going to make noise at when he was still on the team and he was only a freshman or a freshman rookie yeah. that, that you listen to because Jalen Ramsey is good. Best corner in the game right now. You gotta he said Jalen Ramsey is good. Yeah, oh good. my God. So look, <laughs> last year, Jalen Ramsey was frustrated with the team and I made a bet saying that he was one of the best cornerbacks in the league. And I lost the bet because he played frustrated and fed up all last year. Look how a year turned around, Vic. Remember that bet we made? Oh, my you, gosh. You you yeah. said, said Ramsey wasn't top, a top 10 cornerback? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he, wasn't last year. he wasn't last year, though. <laughs> that I mean, he just played fed up. I mean, that's what superstars do now. They complain. They act. They play to a certain percentage of themselves so they can get traded. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, DJ, DJ Sharks still the most talented receiver there. Like, um, I want to get into my second guy, and I don't want to talk about him for a long time because I'm still killing myself for trading him away in a lot of leagues, not believing in him, not believing in the, the offense he went to or his quarterback maintaining the number one guy. Uh, he ended up being the number three or number two receiver, depending on the format you played in. And we're talking about Stefan Diggs going to Buffalo. Didn't believe in him and Josh Allen. I love Josh Allen in fantasy. Vic knows that. Yep. I love Stefan Diggs as a player, but in fantasy, I didn't want to touch him. Uh, Josh Allen's not accurate enough. He's They're going to run the ball too much. He's not going to be able to get it to Diggs. He did everything I complained about. <laughs> Completely did every single thing I complained about and made Stefan Diggs a top three receiver. What the hell, dude? <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's that's my guy killing myself for just basically giving him away. Man, part of that's on me too, bro. Because you know, I had the narrative. I don't like receivers in new situations. That chemistry is yeah. not going to be there. So we was on that narrative too, man. And we was on that narrative for him and Hopkins. Like at the end of the day, superstars are superstars. So yeah, yeah again, trust the talent. That's been the thing. I think I would have been on that narrative also, but I just I love Stephon Diggs so much that it allowed me to <laughs> uh, not be on it. Now. <laughs> you know, there's there's just certain players 
that I feel like, oh, that narrative, yeah, it goes along with it. But Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, they don't fit that narrative because they're just top of their game type of players. Right but, before yeah, Andrew started. But I do say that I was not on the Josh Allen train. I've never been on the Josh Allen t- train. I mean, it's starting to come over a little bit now, but he, I mean, you look at last year versus this year, he was like 56%, something like that last year, up to 65 or 66% this year. That's like yeah. better than like Peyton Manning. That's not sustainable, and that'll come down next year. But, he, he did a jump jump. Yeah, and I didn't believe what you were talking about. They're going to run the ball a lot because – I dislike both of their running backs. I think that helps a lot. Uh, Zach Moss, he's a bum. I was not on the Zach Moss. And Devin Singletary, I've been talking about him for a couple years now. I'm like, what is it you see about a small that's not great at catching slow running back? Well, (laughs) I thought thought it would be more great defense – Zach Moss coming in, okay. filling in some of that, and Josh Allen already runs a lot himself. Isn't I just Zach think- Moss? Sorry, isn't Zach Moss just a bigger Devin Singletary? Like, <laughs> they take the I same like guy. They're like, wait a minute, we just need him to be a couple pounds heavier. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I got a better title. They're both glorified glorified flex plays. I mean, that's just how I look at it. So you know, yeah. you want them to be RB twos, but man, like yeah, you're they'll never shaking put them in your. Yeah, you're shaking well, when you put them in your flex. Well, I'll say this. Even if you didn't think there was going to be run heavy, I didn't think Josh was going to be out there flinging the ball like that either. It was, yeah, I, was I, just, no, I, I think it I helped. feel like it was definitely – there's definitely a case to be made for, for being apprehensive about Stephon Diggs going to this season. Andrew happens to, to play more risky, <clears> you know, and so I think that's why he feels like, oh, well, you know, I would have still taken a shot at him. But it, I think it definitely makes sense that there, there would be some apprehension about – you know, Diggs' consistency this year with, with Josh Allen. I mean, I definitely had it in mind also. Yeah, I don't think any of us really expected this. It was just yeah. that what is what is Josh Allen good at? He's good at throwing the damn ball as far as he possibly can. <laughs> and I was like, well, Stephon Diggs is fast and he can do this. So he's going to miss a lot, but he's going to hit a lot too. So what I thought it was still going to be around that 56%, but didn't happen. And the issue is they did go in with uh... – John Brown's still healthy, and I feel like yeah. Brown does a lot of that deep ball stuff, mm-hmm. too, and they had a real good rapport last year. And yeah. I just didn't know Stephon would just come totally dominate those kind of targets like that either. I, even though he's a stud talent superstar, I just – I don't know, man. I don't want to talk about it no more. <laughs> How about we just not talk about it no more? <laughs> All right. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> So check this out. We're gonna go around the room. Just recap your two people, your two players again. And if you see an opportunity for one of them to turn it around, you can plant your flag. But if you don't believe in it, no need to force it. So let's start with you, Unicorn. Reminding people who your two misses were, and if you do believe in one for next season, let us know. If not, it's all good. Pivot. All right. Let me remind myself first who my two are. All right. <laughs> so Cam. Right. So Cam obviously did not live up to some of our hype this season. I still believe there's a chance for him to bring it back around um, if he's actually truly fully healthy this upcoming season. Um, I really hope he can keep his starting role and show us what, you know, that he's still Cam Newton. Uh, My other bust was Kenyon Drake. And I don't really see a lot coming out of Kenyon Drake going forward, um, especially on this offense. 
I want to root for him because he's a cardinal, but I really just don't think he's that fucking talented. Um, so. All right. There you have it. Hey, All right, Andrew. Andrew. Le'Veon Bell, no. He, I, I think he's done. Uh, I would be selling him for – I would sell low. I, I'm, I'm okay with selling low on him. And then Chris Godwin, you should be buying. I, I think he's still, you know, a top 10 going forward. All right. I had Tyler Higby tied in for the Rams. Again, he's boomer bust, so, you know, he's a streaming option for your bye weeks. I'll just leave it at that. Um, and he only has two more years left in L.A., at least on the contract. And then I had DJ Shark. Um, of course, you know, my squad here, you know, you guys put some more confidence back in me, at least going into next year. So with, uh, hopefully with a Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer, you know, hopefully they can get a DJ Shark to, to a wide receiver one type position. So, And I am Stefan Diggs and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And I honestly still have faith in Stefan. And I have faith in Clyde just on a scaled down more version, just, you know not expecting anything from the Chiefs back more than what it should be. So I still like those. All right. Hey, those were the misses on the year. We want to be accountable. Hey, you know, you can't hit hit on them all. It's all good. Hey, the goal is to keep your misses to a minimum. So that's the goal. (laughs) Yeah. All right. We're going to get into this closing. Now you mind just giving us an overview on the planet. When we go into the closing, we like to make sure – to say we echo or calling it say something good to the people um health um can y'all still hear me you went out for a second. can you still hear me yeah it's cool hold on vic explain it i gotta leave and come back all right so i'm just gonna wait and because <laughs> he always explains it better than me and hopefully when i'm done you know trying to drag this out for a few more seconds, hopefully for not a whole lot more seconds. My guy is back and he's ready and he's here and he can explain the closing. Hey, so the closing doing? is called "Say Something Good to the People" and that's where you got some <laughs> that is y'all know you want to shed some light on some good health, good wealth, you know, or if you're going through some and maybe you want to just relate that to the world. Maybe they're going through the same thing. Say something positive, uplifting. Anything you got to shed. That's sitting on your brain, sitting on your heart. Get that out. So um, that's what we like to do in the closing to let people know that there is real life going on on a day-to-day. It's not just all about fancy football. So that being said, we're going to go with the guest again. So Unicorn, you go first. Andrew, you second. Vicky, third. Avo's last. I'm fourth. Uh, And before you give your closing, one more time, just explain who you are and where they can find you at before you go into your closing. All right. So, uh, yeah, like I said, you can find me guys on Twitter at unicorn underscore friend. Um, and for my closing, I think I will just, um, give a shout out, you know, to everybody, um, in the fantasy space, because I, I just feel like it's been, it's been so super cool this, um, this season, being able to connect with everybody and, you know, all the connections that we've made so far, these last few months have just been awesome. Um, coming on these shows with you guys have been so cool and the conversations are so fun and and I'm, I'm just really glad that we're a part of this and um, shout out Cole Komet Club also you guys are the best and listen the Cole Komet Club is not even really about Cole Komet anymore it's just it's K-Gang, but he's in so. there hey yeah. I have but, an autographed Cole Komet card I'm all do in do you really oh yeah I'm about to, oh you're I'm an honorary member you're an honorary member you're K-Gang. 
I, I, I got them for sale, bro, in the uh, Dynasty Bros 1.0 league if you want them. Heads up. I might come get them. I'm about to grab a card just so I can show Hey, y'all. So while he's off air, we I traded him. Do y'all just think Julio is completely done? Do you think he has a year? No. Hey, I trade Vic hates not Julio. He traded me Julio for Evan Ingram last episode <laughs> on, on air. Episode. Okay, on okay, air. we we can, oh. you can ask him about it. Ask, him. yeah, man, we yeah, we love you know. Coca, man. We love our tight ends, man. <laughs> like you know, I had to get rid of Evan Ingram last week, man. Yeah, bro. <laughs> He's Look at Vic so happy about this Coca oh, Met card. Hey, Vic I'm is a in. new card oh, collector, so this is what he does now. Do you have any? Oh, you got any Evan Ingram cards? Actually, I do. <laughs> you got any Julio cards? Yep. Yeah, we were just hearing a story about about Julio and Evan Ingram. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something just went down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what, but yeah, <laughs> some went down. He's not ready to talk about it. <laughs> we'll skip that. We'll take that off air. Hey, Andrew, yeah. you got to tell the people where they can find you at again and then say something good to the people. All right. So you can find me on Twitter at Andrew underscore Fringe. And I just want to recognize once again that we now have a minority vice president and how historic that has been. It is such a fresher breath there. You can see that, yes, the change is not happening in this country nearly as fast as it should, or we would like it. But even though we are getting some change, we got to continue to fight. Got to continue to fight. That's fire. Shout out to the first female African-American VP. So, yeah. Commonly. (laughs) Hey, I'm gonna call her TT. <laughs> All right, Chief Sosa. All right, I'm gonna I'm be uh transparent, open, and honest. So, I actually had a shitty week at work this week. I mean, I'm sure we all had those moments where like the work week just kicks your ass. Like, I deal with like escalations and stuff like that, but this week was just rough. So uh, me and my wife, we went out um, this week, you know, had a date night, got some dinner, and I got my Chad Ochocinco on. So if you guys know Chad, you know, he has moments where he's just real generous with the tips. And I was like, you know what? You know, let me tip the amount of the meal to the server. I mean, she's been great. I mean, I've had a shitty week. And I actually wrote her a note. I was saying, I basically told her, like, hey, I had a rough week, but I hope you had a good week. And if not, hope this will cheer you up. But I just want to thank you for being awesome and Aww. for the great service. And that just made her day. And that just made me forget about the shitty week. So um, next time you have a shitty work week, if you go out, you know, ch- try to pull a pull a page from Chad Ochocinco and just do a generous tip, whatever you can do. I love it. Damn, I got to follow that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I ain't going to lie, man, since we've been transparent, I ain't been sleeping well this week, man. It's been a shitty sleep week for me. And my homies know I go to work early. Been going in there like 430 for no reason. It's just overtime every day down there. And I can't get it together. I feel like I ain't been able to get a good night's sleep. But I still had time to have a self-care day this week. And you need those. So I was going to complain about that. Then I turned into a positive, man. I went and got me a massage this week. Um, just took care of myself. I had therapy this week. So working on the mind and the mental. And um, just let me know, like, 
you know, you can still have your things you can complain about, but in those moments, that's when you need to break yourself down, start working on yourself so you can get over it. So that, that was Thursday when I went to go do that for myself, the massage, and I had therapy. So first few days, I complained, and then I decided to change it going into the end of the week. So you can change it, little things like that, quit complaining, just start working on yourself some more. So that's what I did, and Vic did it too. He just balled out. I didn't really. <laughs> oh, I, I I tipped the massage lady though. And I tipped the receptionist because she gave me good conversation while I was waiting to get a massage. So when I walked out, I gave $25. I set another five down. She was like, what's this one for? I said, for you. You had a real good conversation the whole time. Made me feel comfortable before I went to the back. Aww. Boom. Yeah. That's awesome. Shout out to mental, mental health. That's what's up. I was yes. thinking the same thing, yes. bro, for real. You just said it before me. Shout <laughs> yeah. out to hey. There you go. All right, DJ Avo. Top that. And top then, that, Avo. Yeah, yeah, try to top all that. Oh, so we going to do trans- So we being transparent? Yes. <laughs> um, well, I got baby number two on the way. So um, oh, can't man. be no more transparent than that. Um, Congrats. And that's, he really that's about us, all bro. I can. Yeah, like I said, I got to do what I had. Since y'all just kept going, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to have to say I was going to wait another week or two. But, hey, uh, oh. baby number two on the way. Very excited. Me and the wife are just hoping for a healthy baby and mostly just hoping for one baby. Um, <laughs> twins do run on her side, so we're, I'm just oh, hoping God. for one baby. Um, but, yeah, that that's my closing. So, everybody, just take care of yourself. Be healthy. Just because we got a new president does not mean we're out of the pandemic. Just hopefully we're getting way closer to it. True. Congrats, bro. Congrats. Congrats. Thank you. Hey, now walk us out. Because you you found a way to top me and Vic stuff. (laughs) Well, normally I would have Braley come in here, but you know, Black Girl Magic, she got to get get her hair done. Before we do that, I want to thank our guests for coming on. Thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. You... Ladies and gents are always welcome back here anytime. So, yeah, anytime. thanks for coming up. Oh, hell so, yeah. yeah. We, we definitely had so come much back. fun. This was awesome. You guys hey. were awesome. We should talk fantasy hits with them. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. We should do yeah. that. We should do that. We should do that. Do it. That'd be tight. Sure. We're with whatever. Yep. All right. Everybody stay up. I got to go. I'm not, I'm not about to help with this hair, but I'm going to go watch. <laughs> it's going to look cool. Um, everybody stay up, stay healthy, stay safe. Vic, cut it off. I gotta go. We're gonna